Is multitasking a strength? Are human beings good at it? Or is this a delusion that majority of us have fallen for? I'm Vinod Vadwani and this is Life Acumen at Work. I'm a long-time executive coach who works with corporate leaders to help them in seeking new perspectives while focusing on tangible benefits to them and their organization. On this podcast, I share perspectives from the coaching conversations I have with corporate leaders and the specific challenges they face in their work life. One such challenge I'm going to talk on today's show is how to overcome distraction and regain focus. So, where do we start in this distracted world to regain focus? I believe we have to start with trying to shrink the world to fit our cognitive bandwidth. If we go too fast, we overload our cognitive capacity. So I think the first thing we need to do to nurture attention is to slow down. Slowness nurtures attention and speed shatters it. How can you slow down in a world which takes pride in speed? I see where you're coming from. It is always difficult to swim against the tide. I think the first thing we need to do is to reduce multitasking. Look, we have to acknowledge our cognitive limitations and try to live within them. There's one key fact that we need to appreciate and that is our brain can focus on not more than one or two thoughts at the same time. But isn't multitasking a great quality in today's time constraint world? That's a big delusion that majority of us have fallen for. Research by neuroscientists on our cognitive capacity has found that when people think they are multitasking, they are actually juggling back and forth. They don't notice the switching back and forth because their brain kind of covers it up. But what they are actually doing is reorganizing their brain continuously and that comes with a cost. Well, does that mean that this constant switching degrades our ability to focus and there are costs attached to it? Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. This constant switching interferes with the rational flow of our thoughts. So, what are the costs attached to constant switching? Well, these costs are qualitative, hence we do not notice them easily. One of the costs is that our efficiency takes a dip and there's broad scientific evidence for this. Imagine, you're working on a financial spreadsheet and you receive an email or a text message and you glance at it for a few seconds. In that moment, when you're switching from the spreadsheet to the email message, your brain has to reorganize, that is, it has to recall what you were doing before and what thought point you were at, which takes a bit of time. Are you saying that this constant switching makes us slower? Yes, very much. See, if you constantly keep checking your emails or messages while working, you lose time not only while checking them, but also to refocus back, which can be much longer. So, if your phone usage is say 3 hours per day means you may be losing much longer time on lost focus. Does that also mean that we will be making more errors because of this? Yes, absolutely. When you juggle between tasks, mistakes that otherwise may have been avoided start to sneak in. Look, our brain cannot juggle perfectly between task to task. Hence, glitches start to occur. And this also affects our attention and thinking? Yes. Instead of spending constructive time doing some deep thinking, we become superficial spending a lot of time correcting errors and going back and forth. The other cost of constant switching, which one can only notice in the medium or longer term, is a creativity drain. 
we become more task oriented and give our brain less opportunity to form associative links for original and creative thoughts so how do we fix this urge to constantly juggle between tasks well there are no quick fixes to start with we have to separate ourselves for increasing periods of time from the sources of our distraction and this is easier said than done because it's too hard to resist that informational tap on the shoulder but how do we do this well i can share my experience here what i do is put my phone on work mode which switches off most of the apps including email and other social media apps then i try to monotask on a given project in the beginning it was difficult to monotask for 10 to 15 minutes at a stretch but now over time i am able to monotask for increasing periods of time see the brain is like a muscle it gets better and better at it as it keeps strengthening the neural connections involved in that behavior does this also strengthen the thinking process yes absolutely monotasking is also setting aside time for thinking and reflection it is like making and keeping your appointment with your brain which helps you to make good decisions which often is a result of good thinking good thinking however doesn't just happen it is a result of personal commitment and practice so to get our focus back we must start monotasking and take time out to practice thinking and reflection is that correct yes absolutely but don't you think monotasking is tough in this age of internet well internet can become one of the major sources of distraction if not used wisely we know that the internet yields serious and complex content but we also know that it is a provider of mind numbing distraction hence we need to guard ourselves from cyber loitering which is basically indulging in frivolous searches or retooling our images on social media see internet can be very addictive if we do not acquire the habit of consciously separating what's important from what is not and limit our time on the net what damage can internet addiction do to us well it can seriously affect our power of concentration see when we are surfing the net our prevailing operational mode is one of collecting not retention But the problem with that is that our brain's neurons are only as good as the cognitive tasks we ask them to perform when we do not use them for retention they lose their ability to do so does it mean that even though we can count on the internet to do our storing for us but retention is not just passive storage that we can delegate to a machine exactly as our primary source of content becomes a digital world where we surf and click looking for bits of information by engaging in successive and quick horizontal searches we risk losing the skill of sustained attention so how do we develop the skill of sustained attention i think the first thing we need to do is to stop exposing ourselves for hours every day to the disconnected fragments of shrieking and fury that dominate social media this is because our thoughts tend to be shaped to the texture of the voices we are exposed to constantly instead we need to develop the habit of constructive reading over long periods of time which will help reconfigure our consciousness and regain focus does that mean we need to take care what technologies we use because our consciousness will over time come to be shaped like those technologies yes absolutely so is focus related to our happiness yes very much some social scientists have suggested that focus can get us into a flow state in fact long surges of attention get us into a flow state and trigger a virtuous cycle of focus and happiness 
What is a flow state? Well, a flow state is a fountain of focus inside ourselves. A long surge of attention that helps us navigate through difficult tasks and makes them less painful and more pleasurable to do. Can relaxation bring about a flow state? Actually, many of us wrongly infer relaxation with the flow state. Relaxation is good for the mind but rarely gets us into a flow state. To achieve a flow state, you have to have a meaningful goal that drives you to the edge of your abilities. If the goal is too easy, you may go into a comfort zone. And if it is too hard, then you may feel stressed and may give it up. A meaningful goal that stretches you can create the right conditions for the state of flow to occur. A state where your ego has vanished and you experience a loss of self-consciousness and become merged with the task. Well, this is quite powerful. Absolutely. Look, being in a constant state of distraction makes us fragmented, shallower, angrier, while a state of flow makes us expansive, deeper and calmer. That's great. I feel the big takeaway here is that in every moment we have a choice between being in a state of distraction and make ourselves shallower or be in a state of flow and make ourselves expansive. Absolutely. Well, thanks for this wonderful discussion. My pleasure. Thank you. Listeners may also tune into my earlier episode on why do we get distracted in which I've discussed about Why do so many of us feel so distracted so much of the time? And is distraction an integral part of our existence as human beings? As I wind up this episode, I would like to remind listeners that you can tune into all episodes of Life Acumen at Work on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Thanks for listening to Life Acumen at Work podcast. I'm Vinod Vadwani.